0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome
1: to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Just over a year ago, today's guest received a phone call from her doctor to tell her that she had breast cancer. Now, what did she do from there? God decided that he wanted her to write a journal. That journal, she put it online on Facebook and thousands upon thousands of people were interested in what she had to say. She's now taken those journal entries and she's made it into a book. Today we're joined by Anne Maynes. She is a TV host and author. We're going to hear her story and more about her book. That's today on Connections. Today we're joined by Ann Maines. She is an author and a TV host. She's just put together a new book called Coffee with Him, Mornings with Gone on an Unexpected Journey. We're going to hear about that coming up in a little bit. But first of all, Ann, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Oh, well, I am married to Ron Maines, who is the youngest child of David and Norma Jean Maines, uh, who are known across Canada lovingly as the (laughs) founders of Crossroads and of 100 Huntley Street. My husband and Ron had the privilege of hosting 100 Huntley Street for a number of years. Um, I also created and hosted a women's show on Crossroads called Full Circle for several years. Um, in the last five years or so, Ron and I have uh, felt God leading us to um, have uh, to establish a ministry, uh, um, a TV ministry called A Better Us, which was birthed out of the ministry we lead called Heart to Heart Marriage and Family Ministries. We are no longer a part of Crossroads, uh, although we have a very good relationship with Crossroads, uh, but God has called us to minister specifically to couples, and so that's what we're doing now on our own. And so, yeah, so A Better Us, the TV show, has come out of the uh, marriage uh, ministry called Heart to Heart. And part of Heart to Heart as well is we do marriage seminars across the country. We do weekend re- seminars. We do date nights um, back when you could get together with people. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's basically what we do.
1: What's been the best part of your career thus far? Oh, wow. That's hard to narrow down. <laughs> okay.
0: I would probably say, uh, well, you, first you need to know I never thought I would be a public speaker um i've always been quite content to be in the background to let others in the family kind of take the microphone and i was in the audience as the listener and quite happy to do that and um about oh several years ago my father-in-law kind of uh, um pushed me to broaden my horizons and said to pray- to prayerfully consider doing something on Huntley Street on a regular basis, and honestly, Colleen, at first I thought to myself, okay, I'll tell him I'll pray about it, and then I'll give it maybe three weeks, and then I'll tell him no, (laughs) because I was so scared, but um, actually, when I did pray about it, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you know what, this is something you need to do, and so I stepped out of my comfort zone, and in the early 2000s, I, I was on Huntley Street every day for two years. Writing and hosting a segment called Sincerely Yours, which was a daily devotional through the New Testament. And during that time, God just grew me on the inside and just expanded my, my love for His Word, my desire to share His love, and my, really suppressed my desire to be in the background and, um, expanded my, my desire to just share openly and publicly and speak publicly. And that was the beginning of really sharing on a public forum about God's goodness and God's love and God's grace and how His Word is there for us and it's living and breathing and how much Jesus loves us. And all of that just grew out of that time. So if I had to narrow it down, it might be that pushing, really, of my my wonderful father in love, I used to call him (laughs) that, um, to step out of my comfort zone and see what else God had for me.
1: And he's done amazing for you. Uh, one year ago, though, you were diagnosed with that word that we all don't ever want to hear, and that was cancer. Tell us a little bit about what that was like when when you heard that, and the whole path. I was just watching a video about how you got diagnosed and how things all came to be. Tell us a little bit about that as well. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, it was it was June the tenth, twenty nineteen. I had had like for years, you know, as all. Women do when we reach a certain age. The government says, okay, now it's time to start having regular mammograms. And so I did, and they were always fine. Every year they were fine. Well, this particular year, 2019, when I had the mammogram, it was revealed there was a shadow. And so that revelation led to more testing, which led to a biopsy. And on this particular day, June the 10th, um, I was all alone in the house, and my doctor called me with the results of that biopsy. Now, we were praying that there would be nothing wrong. There would be nothing that came up. Of course, you would pray that way. Nobody wants to get that diagnosis. Um, but when she told me, she said, "You know, Anne, I'm really shocked, but the biopsy showed cancer cells um i was I was floored, I was flabbergasted I, I speechless, I didn't know what to do. Hung up the phone with the doctor, and I literally started pacing the house, just crying out to God, like, God, what do I do?" literally crying and praying and because i was i was alone i didn't have anybody to bounce this news off of ron was 2 hours away he was at a fundraising golf tournament that had been set up for weeks and i knew he wasn't going to be home for many hours because these things always end with a a banquet and you know then he had the 2 hour drive home and i thought well what do i do lord and so finally i thought well, I need to call Ron. I need to just feel how the situation, just see what he, you know, if if I can even tell him at this point. So as soon as I called him, he answered the phone, and the first words to me were, "Honey, I think I might have just won the putting competition." <laughs> <laughs> he was having such a good day. He was he was having so much fun, and my heart sunk. I thought, okay, God, do I tell him, or do I give him one last day without this news, without this devastating, life changing news? And so I knew exactly what I needed to do. I knew he would want to know. So I asked him to please go someplace quiet so we can chat. He did. I told him what the doctor said, and he said to me, honey, give me 10 minutes. Let me get to the car, and I'm going to call you. I'm coming home. And so 10 minutes later, the phone rang, and we talked and cried and prayed probably for the next hour as he made his way Back to me stuck in traffic and me sitting at the kitchen table all by myself. Finally, at one point, I said to him, you know, honey, I feel like God wants me to journal my journey, to just write down what His Spirit is teaching me as I'm processing this through, through the lens of His grace. And so Ron said to me, okay, I'll be home in about 45 minutes. Why don't you start now? Right now, write your first journal entry. And so we did. We hung up the phone. I sat at the kitchen table and just started typing on my computer, just started typing on my laptop what I sensed God wanted me to say. And by the time Ron got home, about 45 minutes later, I had my first journal entry written. And over the course of the next several months, I ended up having surgery a month after that, Uh and that surgery revealed that I did indeed need to have chemotherapy, and I have to tell you. When the doctor told me in her office that I needed to have chemotherapy, I literally doubled over. I could not believe it. I was in such shock. I said, no, I just didn't see that coming. But you know what? God knew it was coming. Every step of the way, God knew what was going to happen, and he was there, his peace and his presence. Oh, we're so precious. And so in September, I started chemotherapy. It lasted three months. And as you can imagine, I had all the side effects you have with Mm -hmm. chemotherapy, from extreme nausea to fatigue to, yes, complete hair loss. I lost all of my hair. And in the midst of all of that, I was still writing. I was still journaling what I felt God was using to comfort my spirit, my soul, through all of these deep, dark nights of the soul, these early mornings where the whole house was still asleep and I just, I couldn't sleep anymore. And so I would take my Bible to the kitchen table and just spend time with God and journal again what I sensed He was teaching me. And through all of that, honestly, I had such a deep level of trust in God that I can't even explain. But I know that comes through His Holy Spirit just pouring into me during these really tough times.
1: How did you manage, like you were saying you even throughout the chemotherapy, you were still able to write your journals? How? you know what? it was it was it was almost like I couldn't not write because
0: I had so much in me that I needed to pour out to God. I had so much in me, so many questions. yes, there were there were fears that tried to to um, overshadow me, overpower me. And I would just go to God and say, God, this is what I'm going through right now. And I sensed His His peace, you know, the peace that Paul talks about that passes our understanding in, in Philippians, that if we present our request to God, that His perfect peace not only guards our hearts, I mean, if we've given our hearts to Jesus, He, he has our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not that, it's our minds, because so often when, when you seem to have more questions than answers your mind needs protecting, (laughs) and it's God's perfect peace that protects your mind. And so in those deepest, darkest nights of the soul, when I didn't have all the answers, I needed God to protect my mind with His perfect peace. And that's when you start focusing on the answers you do have, because that's that's all you can, when, when you can't see the step in front of you, when you don't know what the next step is going to be, all you can see is the step you're standing on right now. And if that step is on the foundation of God's love and God's peace and God's assurance and God's faithfulness, then that's all you need. Because God has the next steps in line. He knows what's coming next. And so you just focus on what you do know. And what you know is that God is faithful, that God is always with you. That God's word is living and breathing and active and has nourishment for your soul, and there's so much that you can you can glean from God's word as you just open up your heart. I love what Oswald Chambers said. The best way to be c- to connected to God, he said, is to be opened up on the inside. You open up that deepest part of you to Almighty God, then He pours all that He is into all that you are, and you find that you have the peace and the strength and the wisdom to get through another day.
1: What's amazing about you, though, now as well is throughout all this, you wrote those journals and then you decided to share them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And from there, thousands of people were Mm -hmm. all over that. Did you expect that something that was just coming from, you know, God and from your heart would mean so much to others out there?
0: that's so funny. I never saw that coming, honestly. These devotionals that I was writing, God was using them to minister to me so deeply, and I thought to myself, I bet there's people out there that need this same kind of ministry that I'm receiving from God's Holy Spirit. And so very timidly, I started sharing just one or two, you know, every once in a while I would put one on Facebook and I would say, I would always start it by saying, good morning, maybe this is where you find yourself today, and then I would share the devotional that God's Holy Spirit had kind of downloaded into my spirit, and like you said, I was shocked to get so many responses of people to saying, oh, this is exactly what I needed to hear, I am going through this, or I'm not going through cancer, but I am going through such a hard time right now, and your words spoke exactly what I needed to hear. God used you to minister to me today. And then thousands like thousands of people started tracking with me which was, you know, mind-boggling. And so many of them started saying, "And you need to put these into a book because these are these are treasures and and we need to share these. These are these are really good." And so, <laughs> you know, after um all was said and done and, and I finished my chemo and I had another surgery and praise God, The doctors earlier this year declared me Mm cancer-free, which I never thought I would... I mean, you know, you want to hear those words, and and the doctors said, no, you are, after this last surgery, there's no more cancer in your body, and praise God for that. And so Ron and I, you know, we were saying, okay, we've got this collection of devotionals, people are encouraging me to put them into a book. During this shutdown time, you know, we're all at home, maybe this is the time... That I can I can use my time wisely and just put these into that book finally. that's been that's been kind of burst through all this. And so that's what we did. We spent a month compiling them. I refreshed them, I kind of polished them up and thought, okay, Lord, how can these minister to people? And so we at the end of each, it's a thirty one day devotional. It's called Coffee with Him: Mornings with God on an Unexpected Journey. And at the end of every day's devotional, I end it with what I call sips to savor, just because of the coffee theme, (laughs) um, which are questions that the reader can ask themselves to apply the devotional to their own specific circumstances. And then we end it with a prayer starter, because sometimes, honestly, when you're in the middle of a really hard time, you know you need to pray, but you don't know what to say to God. You just, you know, you're just sitting there saying, okay, God... I have no words right now. And so we ended each day's devotional with a prayer starter, just something to kind of get your brain, your heart, your spirit focused on exactly how to zoom in on God and say, God, this is where I am. This is what I need. And then the reader can then take the prayer from there.
1: Another great thing that I like about the book though too is that at the end you have a treasury of of 100 Bible passages that were meaningful to you and yes. that you feel potentially could be meaningful for others.
0: Absolutely. You know, like I said in those dark nights of the soul when I would the whole house was asleep and I would just open my Bible because I couldn't sleep and I would start reading and finding so much I just goodness, nourishment for my soul at that moment. I started a collection of scriptures, because I thought, these are so good. I need to be able to refer back to them throughout this journey. And so, like you said, I collected over a hundred scriptures, and some of them I taped to my bathroom mirror, some of them I put on the refrigerator door. I just needed them. I needed God's Word to be in front of my face constantly. And so, as we were putting the book together, my husband and I said to each other, "Oh, we've got so many scriptures a tr- little literally a treasury of scriptures. We have to share these with with the reader as well. So yeah, that's at the back of the book as well. What has the
1: response been like this far?
0: oh my it's been It's been overwhelming. It's been wonderful. God is so good. God birthed this whole project in the midst of the some of the worst pain I've ever had, physically and emotionally, and yet he knew. That this was going to be something that so many other people needed as well, in the middle of what their pain was, of what they were going through, we've had so many people get the book, so many people pass like get a copy for themselves and for someone else because they knew somebody else was going through a, a financial struggle or or a relationship breakdown, or like me, you know a medical uh, crisis, and so the book has just been we 've been so blessed that so many people have been able to. Get the book and share the book, and we're just so excited where it's going.
1: For those who want to learn more about yourself or your book, how do they go about doing that? Well,
0: the best place to go would be, um, there's a couple of websites, but the best, to get the book, coffeewithhim.ca. Uh, we've established just a website to make it really easy for people to get a copy of the book, Coffee with Him. Dot ca. And there's all the information about myself and my husband and the ministry we lead now, Heart to Heart, and as well as the TV program that we, we've um, founded and, is, and host, uh, Better Us. And we're just so excited that God is in this season of our lives. God has seen fit to use us in such a, a wonderful way, and we're just so thrilled and grateful.
1: And one of the best things that I love about you, and you've said it a few times, is it takes that dark time for us to find the brightest light and to find those treasures.
0: Exactly. Oh, there's a verse. I have to share this verse with you. This verse has been so meaningful to me over the course of my life. I mean, I lost my brother, my baby brother, when I was a teenager. I lost my dad, and then a few years ago, I lost my mom. And this verse is a treasure. It literally is a treasure. It's Isaiah 45, verse 3. In the old NIV version, it says this. It says, God says to you and to me, I will give you treasures in darkness, riches stored in secret places so that you will know I am the Lord, your God. And to me, that says that when we're walking through the darkest times of our lives, not, not spiritual darkness, not evil, but darkness where you're confused and you're, you know, you're you're blindsided by something, that kind of darkness. When you're walking through that kind of darkness, God has treasures for you. God has riches stored there that you can only get when you walk through those dark times. And none of us want to walk through those dark times, but God knows we're going to because of this fallen world we're living in. And even there, He is so gracious to us that he has treasures for us even there and so i just encourage your listeners if you're going through a a difficult season in life right now know that you're not alone and know that god is with you and even in those dark times he has gifts for you treasures for you that look different for all of us but one of them is peace his perfect peace if you'll just embrace him he will pour his peace into your heart into your life and then those treasures just open up in front of you.
1: Thank you so much for your time today, Anne. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm honored. And thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.